Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode 82 of the Alfie Wattam Technology Podcast. Thank you for joining, thank you for watching on Spotify, and thank you for tuning in. Um, on today's episode, um, I am joined by Mr. Simon Bailey. Uh, Simon, could you just give us a little bit of an intro, mate, tell people who you are, what your background is, and that sort of thing? Yeah, hi all, um, Simon Bailey. I've been doing, the, or I've been in this industry since 1999. Um, to give you some idea of how old I am, I remember when the marquee tag came out and we thought it was the most wonderful thing that had ever been discovered, <laughs> this side of uh, fried bread. Um, over the period of my career, I've uh, done various tasks, worked on various projects. Um, currently, I'm the um, engineering manager with Stares and the UK-based Anima team. Um, previous to that, worked with uh, major industry leaders um, and local companies. But... I've been doing this long enough to have seen the changes and to be honest with you, the, the landscape is always changing. So it's always been super interesting. And, you know, some of the things that uh, yourself have been kind of highlighting and showcasing yeah. have been kind of like really interesting topics. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, some topics that I would never have been exposed to through my normal day-to-day -day work. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, big, big props to you for that. Cool. Thank you, mate. And it's good to have you on to discuss what's happening in, in the world of tech. Um, just before we kick off, um, just want to give a shout out to um, WeLoveAlpha.com, who obviously make this podcast possible. Um, specifically, want to focus on kind of the property and real estate sector specialists that we're doing at the moment. So we've hired top developers from Zoopla, from Dexters, from Rightmove, and so on and so forth. So if you're in that space, um, as Simon is, and you're looking for React or Angular or Java or C Sharp developers or whatever the, the developers that you need to succeed are, then welovealpha.com is a place where you need to go to to get the top talent that, that you need to succeed, really. Um, so without um, further ado, mate, let, let's go into kind of what's happening in, in, in the world of tech, because to get your Ooh. perspective. So starting with our good friend, Mr. Elon. Um, so Elon Musk, Twitter and the mysterious X app. Um, so... Um, Elon Musk and Twitter, they've been going back and forth, back and forth for a while now. It looks like um, it's come to an end. So with a short, succinct letter from Musk's lawyers to Twitter's, which announced that he intended to buy the firm after all, and a, and a tweet from Musk um, to his over 100 million followers um, talking about X, the everything app. So it looks like um, Elon's going to get Twitter. Obviously, this is changing daily, this story at the moment. Um, and it looks like it's all part of a master plan to create essentially what um, could only be described as like a super app. And the closest that we've got so far with that is it's like WeChat over in, in China, mm -hmm. which has payments integrated, news, um, live video. Facebook is kind of a super app if, if you look at the marketplace and the other features it's got but but what what do you make of this simon of him buying twitter of of the whole x project what, what are your thoughts on this i have to admit when i first heard about it i thought oh, what's he playing at now <laughs> um the i'm not i'll be honest with you i'm not a twitter user um so it's one of those uh kind of platforms that i've never really got to grips with sure so i could understand him wanting to buy it and i could understand the rationale, you know, it's a, a fantastic platform for him because I know he's very active on it as well as, yeah. you know, people like Stephen Fry and obviously um, famously Donald Trump and um, so on. But uh, it was always one of those, I wasn't quite sure of where he was going with it, but, you know, this kind of, um, we want to open it up for more freedom of speech, you know, yeah. the kind of reducing the amount of uh, censorship. Unfortunately, we live in a world where the legalities are so kind of overbearing and, you know, the days of the, the Wild West of the Internet gone. Mm. You know, we are a governed 
state. You know, we are a governed part of the universe. So I wasn't quite sure how he was going to kind of formulate that and bring that into fruition. I, I mean, I admire him. He's got, you know, he's got the, the what's it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, you know, to stand up and offer that much money as well. I mean, really? That's massively overvaluing Twitter. He, what, 44 billion? It's, yeah, I, I believe he is paid a lot more than what it's worth. And and that was part of the reason why he wanted to get out of the deal because the share prices um, over the period of, of months kind of crashed. So, you know, these things take time, don't they? You can't just buy yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. overnight. Um, but it looks like, you know, it's it's back on the table. It's, it's buying it at the original price. Um, but, you know, going back to, to the, the the previous point, I think what he's trying to do is is soon uh, have his X app live, essentially, which is, is what can only be described at the moment as, as a super app. If, if you go to x.com at the moment, which he owns, it's essentially um, a, a white page with, with the uh, X just written on it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, is there a way for him to tie in Tesla and SpaceX and, and Twitter and, and uh, you know, the boring company and other things to, to make the, them all succinct and, and come together? But, but what do you think of super apps? Like, would they were going to replace like regular apps, do you think? And do you think we'll be using one or two apps in a couple of years that, that kind of do everything? Um, I'd like to say no, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be right. I think mm. we are. We're headed that way. I mean, you know, he's got the history to do yeah. this sort of thing. Um, the There's going to be, it's. I suppose it's a bit like the kind of global players in the internet industry. There are, there's the fan group. And I think apps yeah. are going to go that way. There's going to be a very kind of small group of individual applications that govern quite a lot of what we do um, by our mobile base. It's is it a good thing? Well, who knows? Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you know, the rise of Facebook. I mean, I'm old enough to remember MySpace. And sure? how that would never die. Um, <laughs> but you know, things come and go. I mean, Facebook seems to have got its hold on the situation. And you're right when you were mentioning like marketplace and groups and videos and everything. It's kind of it's almost a super app in its own right. If they you know if they brought in payment structures and things like that, then they would almost be there. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I use I would use Facebook Marketplace over eBay, for example. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and it's I can't. I, I mean, just that shift itself because eBay was one of the largest companies yeah. in the internet space. You know, where they were one of the aspirationals, and and now we're they are a second thought to me. I very rarely visit eBay nowadays. So yeah, I think we are in a universe where we're going to be involved with you know, the super application. Um, and where that goes, I don't know. I mean, do we wish to be governed by a few? Who knows? Um, but the beauty of the internet and the people involved are irrespective of whatever the kind of mainstream do, there will always be those who buck the trend. There will always be those who fight the system. They'll come out with alternatives, you know, I mean, you know, DuckDuckGo and, you know, these kind of alternate search engine systems and, you know, tour systems and things like this. There's always, always going to be, you know, uh, a, a kind of reverse current. Oh, ab way. absolutely. I mean, the next... Which I great. The next Facebook's probably being invented right now by some 10-year-old kid in, in India. You know, it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. It, probably. So, you know, the, the so. companies, they won't last forever, will they? You know. No, I mean, but I mean, in terms of, it'd be interesting to see what technology they bring there. I mean, if we look at Facebook and you know React and the kind of JS technologies that they've brought into the kind of yeah. uh, mainstream marketplace, it'd be interesting to see how the kind of app solutions develop and the language structures are developing there, and see how that kind of in integrates into our normal day-to-day -day working life.
Yeah. Speaking of um, kind of another big tech company, which, which is in the news at the moment, is, is kind of Samsung and the whole foldable smartphones um, trend. Um, I I saw these in it was like Selfridges or Harrods a couple of years ago. And and, and now, um, you know, they're, they're out there. People are buying them, but it hasn't quite struck the the fire that they were hoping to, to, to ignite. So um, barely anybody is, is purchasing them at the moment. Um, shipments of, of the, the phones will reach about 41.5 million by 2026. Um, which gives hope to, to that to that sector. However, that's still a lot smaller than what, what they were planning for it to be. Um, I mean, I remember when when flip phones were, were actually flip phones, and and you know you had the keyboard. The Motorola Razr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I had one yeah, yeah, yeah. with with snake on it and, and that sort of thing. But, but um, <laughs> you know, this is um, I'm not sure if you've tried a, a affordable smartphone. It's a lot better, obviously. The the screen had a lot of issues to begin with. It, it was leaving lines on it. I think they, they've mostly um, got those creases out, to, for lack of a better pun. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's quite lit the world on fire yet. What, what what do you make of kind of foldable smartphones, Simon? I like the, I'll be honest with you, I love the inventiveness of it. I love the fact that somebody, Samsung, have looked at the, you go to a phone store nowadays and it's just black slates everywhere. Yeah. They are, what's the difference? I mean, if you look at the advertising for most smartphones nowadays, it's concentrating on the camera. Mm. This camera can, this phone has got this camera. If I wanted a camera, I'd go and buy a camera. But, sure. it, you know, what can this phone offer me as a phone? Does it have long battery life? Does it have excellent reception? Does it, these are things that somebody of my age is interested in. So when somebody comes up with an alternate, a folding phone, you think, actually, I'm not sure, if I'll be honest with you, I think the delivery is not particularly good. I've seen them, I've used them, I don't like them. I, yeah. They're just... And also, they're horrifically expensive. Mm. I mean, the Fold 4, I think, starts at £1,600. Oh, blimey. That is um, a lot of money for, like, the regular average person, right? So it's getting Exactly. Home. And that's for a 128. Uh, if you go for the one terabyte, that's over £2,000. Okay. You know, you're in laptop territory or, yeah, yeah. you know, high-end tablet territory. Okay. You can't fold them up and put it in your pocket. But um, they are – but every leading edge – uh, you know, or anything at the edge of the kind of uh, envelope is always going to be more expensive. There'll always yeah. be people who will wish to have it. But when you're dealing with something that's £400 more than the iPhone 14, which would be its competitor in terms of performance, people are going to be naturally swayed to the iPhone. Uh, I'm not an iPhone person myself. I, yeah. Really. But in terms of technology, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I understand what you say on the, uh, with the folding technologies. They had a little bit of problems initially. And I do like the pun, you know, they've ironed the creases out now. Um, so well done. The, <laughs> but they still, they, I suppose, I mean, I've seen the advertising for the, uh, the fold, uh, sorry, the flip. And yeah. that is very much centered on, again, the camera and its use uh, kind of almost like a built-in tripod mechanism. Um, and the fold more towards the business end. Mm. So looking at more the kind of tablet user who wants the convenience of a phone without having two devices. Yeah, but, with the whole tablet thing, Simon, that that's kind of, I was speaking to somebody at, at, at Samsung very recently about this, and, and that was very much their angle, um, that whilst the phones, um, it's almost there to disrupt and almost kind of replace the tablet market as well. Because if you've got a phone mm. which you can put in your pocket, you don't have to carry a tablet around, you open it and then it's double the screen size, it's a mini tablet, then, you know, the phone might not, not, not be selling as well as a phone might do, but it might be replacing tablet sales. So it, it could be an interesting yeah. and difficult thing to measure from, from that respect. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely right. I mean, where is it? It's like a kind of crossover. It's like one of these vehicles that's not either an off-roader or an on-roader. It's kind of a, 
a crossover device that we're not sure which camp it fits in. So which metrics are we going to be using to decide on its uh, success? I mean, it's super interesting that uh, IDC reckon that, you know, there's going to be 41 million of these things yeah, yeah. in circulation uh, by 2026. It'd be interesting to see whether that pans out. And I'd like to see the reaction um, from other companies. I know that Oppo and Huawei have been developing foldable yeah. devices as well. Uh, I actually have a, uh, I mean, mine's an Oppo phone. Um, so, but they're, uh, I think they're having some issues with the kind of apps and how to integrate them onto the folding platform yeah. um, outside of China. So again, it would be interesting to see what the rest of the industry does and how it reacts over a period of time. Uh, when the iPhone came out, I mean, the original iPhone, there was a very similar sort of reaction. It was kind of, everyone was slow to take it up. It didn't kind of gain, uh, in terms of the competitors, a lot of competitors didn't kind of like jump It had no keyboards. BlackBerry had the yeah. keyboard, right? And, and the Apple was exactly. just a green. That was like their big, big innovation. It was. And it was like, well, how do I interact with that? And I can't use a touchscreen keyboard. That's rubbish. You know, and again, I mean, if you remember the BlackBerry adverts, is we have a real keyboard. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Not anymore. These uh, well, exactly. They've got the touchscreen now as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the days that, you know, every year we'd see phones like the Motorola Razr, the B3, you know, the new Nokias, the Samsung, yeah. uh, sorry, not Samsung, the, um, oh, Sony Ericsson's and things like this. Um, and I, I suppose from my mind, I do like the fact that somebody is doing something different. Mm. When you walk into the store, it's like the uh, nothing phone. Have you seen yeah, the yeah, the nothing phone's cool. I had somebody on from, from nothing talking about this. Yeah. Excellent. It's lovely. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was walking past the store a few weeks ago and it instantly attracted my attention and I had to go in and look at it. Okay. Now, for me, that's done exactly what it should do. Yeah. And I think the, the foldable devices will do it. I'd like to see... Um, I'd like to see kind of other concepts. I mean, I've seen some where they have like rollout screens and yep. so on. Yeah. So they'd be like super interesting, but I don't think that format is as usable. Um, so I think the kind of the folding um, will work. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like you know, maybe we're into hand, uh, wrist held projectors next, where it just you know, shines it onto your, your forearm or something like that. That, that would be the dream. Or just, you know, <laughs> do a AR, VR, no need for, for smartphones anymore. You know, exactly. ultimately, if, if you can get these with, with applications, you know, yeah, Google Glass is being the early version, but, you know, exactly. if we can get something that, that takes off mainstream, then I don't need a phone anymore. I got this, you know. Um, uh, that would be ideal. Because then I know exactly where it is all the time. I mean, I wear glasses yeah. the same as yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I mean, two things. One, I'd always know where my glasses were because I'm forever losing them. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I wouldn't have to worry about my phone. Um, and it always surprises me. I just want to say, the kind of phones is, and Samsung have done it with these. It's the amount of money. Samsung is a really interesting concept or kind of proposal because with iPhones and all the rest of the kind of slate type of descriptions, yeah. um, they spend an inordinate amount of money on the cases. Mm. Now we go and put them in a three pound case that we buy off Amazon. Uh, it's like, so this is kind of bucking that trend. It's like, look, we've done the design, stop messing with it. Don't destroy the look of it yeah. because there isn't going to be a case to fit it. So anyway, I think it's great and I love the innovation, you know, okay. more of it, I'd say. Okay, cool. On on more of the the kind of dark side of of, of tech. So, um, cyber attacks are getting more and more costly at the moment for victims. So, more than a third losing at least a hundred thousand dollars, which absolutely blew my mind when when I read that stat. But um, they're getting more and more costly. Um, research by Atlas VPN on the destructive uh, potential of virus and malware cyber attacks found that almost a quarter of victims' businesses lost anywhere between a hundred to 500k in such an incident. 
uh, what's more, 11% lost more than 500 to a million, um, whereas 4% lost a million or more. Um, overall, 37% lost 100,000 or more, while a quarter lost between 50 to 100,000. Um, those are crazy numbers if you, if you think about it. And um, if you're um, running Google or, or you know, you know, Facebook, it's uh, 50 grand is, is nothing. But if you're running a small mm -hmm. business, that's, 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 you know, a, a few months of, of wages for, for, for your team. So um, what, what do you kind of make of, of, of that, that, that Simon, in terms of that number getting bigger and bigger? I think the, it's, uh, I was saying to um, you just as a sentence yeah. before we started, I've recently read uh, or been exposed to a presentation and it's super interesting that actually uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest kind of uh, body are now uh, organized crime. Yeah. So these are organized, I mean, to be honest, and I forget what the name of it was now, but there's one group, uh, one organization, they have an HR department, they have benefits. They, oh my God. I mean, they, <laughs> they are literally as big as, you know, they are a company and I forget, yeah. I I will desperately try and remember it. But uh, yeah, I mean, ransomware attacks are kind of increasing like you know, 57% of the time, uh, or, you know, up to 57%. I mean, these are the biggest problems that, uh, you know, SecOps are facing nowadays is the fact that, you know, what are we looking at? We're we looking at data breaches or ransomware or, you know, and to have your entire business, especially if you're digital mm. only, the digital first, mm. um, it is a make or break situation that can destroy you. But uh, I mean, I read a, a statistic, I mean, I know that 99% of statistics are made up, but um, it was something like, you know, 58% of all companies in America that have been held ransom paid. Really? Right. Wow. Really? I mean, how is that, you know, but the thing is, it's, it, we are so dependent on our digital infrastructures or digital presences. Uh, it's like we'll pay it and then work it out afterwards you know and Alliance is a, obviously a big insurance company and they produce yeah. some really interesting reports on this um, and I, I'll, I'll be honest with you it, it annoys the teeth out of me I just think it, it really it's one of my you know boils me sort yeah. of uh, topics it's you know there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of really good work and they're hard workers you know I've got teams of engineers fantastic you know they're, they're at it they're on it we're, we've got roadmaps, we're working towards, you know, end results. We've mm -hmm. all got mortgages, we've got bills to pay and everything else. And yet these people are coming along and just ultimately destroying lives in some instances. You know, I've heard reports where, you know, people of uh, businesses have taken their own lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of the, you know, the, kind of the mental shock of it all. So what do we do about it? Now, that's a real $64,000 question, isn't it? Um, it? For me. Yeah. I think, you know, the security side and the cybersecurity side of uh, business is going to be the next big topic. I think it's going to be the big thing going forward. Um, I've already seen it in, uh, in certain industries where, you know, there are a massive amount of investment mm. in that area, in personnel and in infrastructure, you know, in technology um, to try and stop it. I mean, to give you an example, there was a company that I did work for and there was, they were attacked. Um, okay. and ransomware okay. through their IP cameras through oh, their really? IP webcam yeah I mean really? it's like okay. through the security system so you know would you think of that but this is why I think there's going to be a whole generation of individuals that are going to come along and I hope they come along really quickly by the way yeah. and they come along and they say right look seriously everything is a potential let's look at it the amount of money that's involved is crippling you know never mind you know, health and safety breaches where they can be 100, 200, 300,000 pound fines from the HSE. You know, we're talking about criminals who are just literally printing money off hardworking individuals' backs.
Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. It really, it really does. Sorry. No, 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 man. I, I feel just as passionate as, as you do about it. It's obviously a, a pretty awful thing to see what you love, technology be, being used for, for you know, the negative purposes. But what, what about um, for, for like the average person watching this, Simon? You know, it, they do not want want to get hacked. Is there any like basic, um, you know, not to not to teach people how to kind of suck eggs here? But what what can the average person be doing to kind of you know decrease their their chances of of getting getting hacked? And I'm, I'm not talking um, necessarily about a business owner with a, a complex system, you know, who could lose millions of pounds or something. Just like the average person, you know, what what, what could they be doing? I'll be honest, I'm not a specialist in this area. My advice to any business, an SME or something like that, is employ someone, you know, go and speak to a specialist company, get their advice, pay the money. You think, you might think that £2,000 or £3,000 or whatever these guys charge yeah. is a lot of money. It is always going to be a infinitesimally small percentage yeah, drop in the bucket is actually worth yeah yeah so it's a bit like uh you know back up back up back up that was the old mantra wasn't it it's like secure 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 it should be the new mantra always make sure you're safe always make sure you're secure you don't drive a car without seatbelt this is you know having a cyber tech uh or cyber security company come in and do a complete and utter report analysis on your business and your structures um will be the most valuable thing you'll probably do this year i would say yeah um be a business um i mean in terms of personal don't use the same password everywhere i mean come on let's get a grip i mean uh, i'm i am quite a big advocate of password keepers uh, and there is a, there is a, there was that thing in the back of my mind as well what if they break that one sure. they've got everything yeah yeah so but uh, from a business point of view you know secure it secure it secure it under yeah. don't ever think you're too small i was speaking with, with your old colleague on, on the podcast Nick, Nick Gupta the other day and we um, did a story about how uh, the into I think it's intercontinental hotels group um, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, their password was QWERTY1234 um, so that that ties to your per <laughs> but you know I know you're not a cyber expert but that ties to your point perfectly you know don't use that as your no. password because <laughs> you're going to get hacked and you're going to lose millions of pounds you are I mean you know uh, I, secure password generated dot Org, I think is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I, you know, that you sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, keep uh, keep secure records of everything you've got. I mean, you know, and everything. But yeah, I mean, Nick, uh, absolutely brilliant guy. Um, I, I mean, he's one of the leaders in our industry, um, and he is uh, he's like kind of really on the button. He knows the score, what's going on in so many fields. A lot of respect for Nick. Uh, I've got a lot of time from him, but um, yeah, it's just it's horrific that somebody can do that. But I mean, here's a fun one for you. If you want to talk about kind of, in, uh, kind of hacking and injection, sure. um, there was a guy in America who uh, SQL injected the um, speed cameras by putting um, basically drop table, uh, drop database command on the front of his car, and he wrote it. Okay. He had it in a sticker front, on the front of his car, and allegedly, because it digitizes the image and it's an OCR system, yeah. it recognized this uh, this. SQL injection and ran it. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't know whether that's an urban myth or not, but I love the story. <laughs> I love the story. So it's like you know, even that yeah. system. Make sure it's secure because you never know what can happen. Um, and even down to things like making sure that because uh, one of the big problems nowadays, which I, or I've come across, is social media mining. You know, they're getting yeah. they're getting access to things through social media. Be super hot on your social media. Keep it nice and tight. Mm. You know. 
keep everything really in-house. I mean, the best advice, and it's advice I give to my children is, uh, do not put anything online that you don't want people to know. You know, if, you yeah. if you're not prepared to stand in the middle of the street and shout about it, don't put it online. Yeah. You know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. But it, it's an ongoing problem. And the problem is the more... I've seen the internet rise from virtually, you know, from a very, very uh, kind of its infancy up to now. And as with anything, as something becomes more popular, as something becomes more entrenched, as something becomes greater, there's always going to be an increase in criminal activity and mm. a focus from the more criminal element of the universe um, as we move forward. It's changed, but it's the world we live in, and so we just have to react and be proactive more than anything. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Good advice to to finish with, mate. Absolutely, you know, not not waiting for for the hack to happen and then then try to fix it. You know, get on top of it. Get your social media tight. You know, set up two factor authentication. Um, use well, password generators. All of that um, annoying stuff which you see online all the time is is probably the difference between you um, losing or, or, or keeping your, your your cash really so it's so a good 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 note to, to, to finish on well so thank, thanks for coming on Simon it was good to get your perspective your, your insights into what's happening in the world be awesome to, to get you back on in, in the future as well that, that'd be very Anytime, cool yeah awesome yeah, lovely Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you to, to, to everyone for watching as well. Just a reminder, uh, make sure that you're subscribed, followed, etc. On, on Spotify for almost daily conversations at the moment that, that we've got coming out. And as always, um, if you need to hire the best UK software developers, welovealpha.com is where you need to go. So thanks, Simon. Thanks for watching. And uh, thanks, everyone, for your time. Thank you. All right.